morning and welcome to today's episode of Dum Dum Die. Yeah, I nearly <laughs> wanted to do that. I love it. Today we're doing something a little bit different. So we are doing role-playing tips and suggestions rather than having GM tips because we thought maybe that this would help all of you that want to play rather than those of you that want to GM. Yeah, GMs are like they're a rare breed. Not many people actually GM because it's kind of intense <laughs> yeah yeah it's quite difficult from an experienced role player myself and a new role player nearly so we're getting like quite a a, a good sort of mix i'm semi 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 yeah i'd yeah. say like i'm not like noob noob but like i'm semi experienced yeah so i'm wednesday in the shadows i play the character lauren skyvale and previously in Dum Dum Die, in the first season, I played Xanta Larry in the Half Elf. Hi, I'm Nelly. I play the Half Elf sorcerer named Kira Nightingale. And this is my first campaign of Dum Dum Die. Just to start us off, I got a question from one of my friends on Instagram about general role playing group dynamic. The actual query that he had was he's in a campaign. And it's been quite difficult for him to play because one of the other players has a very sort of strong, a character with a very strong personality. Oh yeah, you get those. Um, so he felt that it was overpowering his ability to role play and also it was affecting the rest of the group because they couldn't act basically or interact because the other player was taking on absolutely everything. That's rough. Group dynamic is very important for role playing. So it's not just about having a good GM and we have possibly the best GM in the universe. We do. Carla, you are so awesome. The best. <laughs> but group dynamic is incredibly important. It's not just about getting along as players, but mm. it's about getting along as characters and also sort of allowing everybody to grow within their own character. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, what's the point of playing a game, a social game, if you can't all contribute equally or at least to a certain level of equally? So I don't know. It's, it's strange. Like you have a lot of people who have very strong personalities, but you have to remember you're playing a character who may not have the same personality as you. So you have to kind of pull yourself back so everyone else can still shine. In the case that you are playing a character that is incredibly strong. So for example, like real live examples from Dum Dum Die, <laughs> all of Nicole's characters have been incredibly strong in terms of their personality. They mm. are loud. They are fun. They are highly interactive. She's playing her character incredibly well. And I don't know, if you guys watch the stream, you know that her character is rather overwhelming. <laughs> so she'll steal the show 90% of the time, which is absolutely fine with the rest of us in the group because we are very familiar with the type of character that she's chosen to play, and we're fine with that. And also that we've also decided to play characters that may take a step back rather than be in the spotlight all mm. the time. And that's also part of group dynamic. So this character is incredibly strong in this sense, but how is my character strong? How do I play my character to make it fit in, not only with the story, but with this character's ness-ness-ness? <laughs> I don't know what their, else to their, call it. Their personality. Yeah. Like you don't want to... I mean, I think the worst is if you have a campaign... Have you ever been in a campaign where they're like two very strong personalities? Yeah. And they're both like vying for attention the whole time, like for the GM's attention, for the rest of the, camp the party's attention... And it just feels like you're just watching everyone else play while you just can't even contribute at all. It's quite frustrating. So if people are aware, if it's easier if you play with a group of people you, you know or at least mm. acquainted with. You kind of can read each other well enough. If it's a brand new group where you guys are just like mashed together through like fate or circumstance, that's, <laughs> that takes a while for you guys to get into a certain groove. So it might be, take a while, like a couple yeah. sessions before you kind of get settled. 
and then hopefully by then you guys can actually deal with each other's ness 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 yeah ness. Uh, hopefully you guys feel a little bit better about your own groups mm. and the other thing is it's not necessary for you to play well with people that you know you may actually play <laughs> better with a group of strangers I'm just saying, I'm being honest here. You may play better with a group of strangers. You may play better with a group of friends. Mm. You may just not be able to play with your brother. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel bad about it because it's all about social interaction. And as player characters, you must remember that you are not yourself. You're somebody else, which means that that other person that you've made up their personality matters as well in game mm. so they're the people that they would get along with are the people that they wouldn't get along with so you shouldn't feel guilty if your group is not working i mean there are plenty of people out there across the country across the world who are getting into role playing now so it's not like there's a shortage of people out there who you can play with yeah and you do have options now thankfully like we live in the world of like options and technology so you even have platforms like Roll20 where you can play with people overseas. I used to play in Roll20 because I was in a party where it was a few of us who were in, based in South Africa. We had one friend who was based in Japan and so we could all play together. We, we chose Roll20. This made sense for us. You can actually yeah. build your map there. You can make sense of it and you can still chat and you can still have a good time and it depends. Some people don't like playing online together. Yeah. Some people want to have that, that face-to-face -face kind of dynamic as mm. well because it also makes more sense if you want to try to read people, figure out how they interact. Yeah. And it feels like a bit more removed if you do it online. But like it worked for some parties. Like the party I was in, that actually worked quite well for us. Yeah. yeah. So it was quite fun. You have so many options. Just like play around yeah. with that. I mean, remote D&D remote works. I'm actually part of another podcast called Abyss and it's based in Scotland. And the group that we're playing with, it's myself in South Africa. Mm -hmm. There's a guy in India. There are a few people in Scotland and then there is another person in the Netherlands. <laughs> you can play online and also this is a group of strangers that I've never seen in real life before and I'm in a podcast with them so it's not too difficult it's to interact with people after a little bit. Yeah it does happen so we do have a question from yes. chat. So Rareen said that when creating a character to play as are there any cliches or things that you should feel you need to avoid? Yeah um, one of my biggest things is Stay true to your character. Okay, maybe two, two things. <laughs> Stay true to your character because if you create a character who is lawful good and they're, for example, Paladin in this case, Paladin. why would you, because you, maybe your personality has got like a bit, you're slightly like a bit of an anarchist and you want to go like just cause stir trouble and all that stuff. Why create that character if you think in the game you're going to go around stirring trouble and like stabby stabbing people for no apparent reason whatsoever? That's this Pick a character that works for you. I think maybe the easiest thing is to pick a character that suits your personality if you can't work outside of that, and then build from there and try to build your character that way. And another thing is, I know some GMs who actually try to avoid having campaigns altogether, like a party where they have no, no evil characters, because you can kind of remove the element of someone creating trouble for the rest of the party. But I've also seen other campaigns where you have an evil character who's like lawful evil or something like that, and then they may be evil, but their actions are motivated by other things. So I could be lawful evil, and I do certain things. And being part of this party actually suits my needs for now. So I'll actually contribute to the party, and I'll actually be in line with the rest of the party's goals. So make sure at least you guys are all in the same same wavelength as to what you want to do, because you're, you're in a party for a reason. Yeah. 
don't deviate from that. That's one of my things, yeah. too. So for me, in terms of character creation and the stuff around that, I like to create very in-depth characters. So I prefer to have a character history that I can look back on because your character is a real person, which means they need to have real motivations. They need to have responses and reactions to certain emotions. And it's best for you to have an idea of that mm. before you go in. And that's why it's a good idea to actually spend some time on character creation. Like, yes, it's fun to like jump in and play a module at a con because they give you the character sheet. You yeah. just read it in like five minutes it's and you're like, okay, easy. great, I can play this. This is excellent. That's a lot of fun. But if you're campaigning, you really need to take into consideration that your character is going, going to grow as a person. So if things happen within the campaign that are unexpected, and my gosh, they happen a lot, you need to think about not only while you're playing, but sort of after your games, how has your character grown from this? How, what have they learned? Because if you stagnate mm. as a PC, it's not great for you either. Because it means that your character is not growing, which means the game is not growing for you. You're not developing a story. Yeah, and you don't really get anything out of that. Like, yeah. you could be in a, in a campaign for almost up to a year or even longer, and if you haven't grown as a person or a character, what's yeah. the point? Exactly. So that, for me, is something that you need to remember, is mm -hmm. that you are actually a person <laughs> as well. So you need to, like, <laughs> behave like a real person. You need to react and respond and grow like a real person. Yeah, so there is that. I don't know, like, what are other cliches to avoid? Like, maybe don't play with people who you're antagonist, you have like a weird relationship outside in real life. Because you know how some people who can be a bit passive aggressive, yeah. and if you're in the campaign prior together, all of a sudden like, hey, for example, I, in a, another random weird world where I don't like you, mm. and then we end up in the campaign together, and then I kind of like express a different way where my character keeps like taking shots at you or doing random things that don't even work with the story or don't yeah. even work with the, with the goal we have in mind. Try not to deviate too much. Like, I mean, there's always that castle and forest example, which is perfect. <laughs> oh, that's important as well in terms of, like, just player stuff. Guys, please pay attention to your GMs. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so important. Yeah, it's so important. Just oh. please. Oh, my gosh. Like, a GM spends so much time working on developing a story, mm. growing a world. I mean... In, in the case of like homebrews especially, like people put so much effort into actually making that world for you to be in. So yes, there are some campaigns where you specifically exist to, excuse my language, to fuck with that. <laughs> but generally, listen to your GM. Your GM is always giving you sort of subliminal messages, you know, in what they say. Pay like attention. They're always sort of directing you in which direction they want you to go to develop the story. So, you know, pay attention. Like, mm. think about it in terms of your GM also enjoying the game as much as you enjoy the game. Yeah. So we have another question okay. from FJ. How did you get started in D&D? I myself find it very intimidating to start, which Ooh. is valid. Yeah. Yes. So Wednesday. I started when I was a young and at UCT. And, um, it's when a, it's I was a, a young warthog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. A young warthog indeed. Um, and it's a strange story for me. And you guys probably don't think it's real, but it is. I was and still am incredibly introverted. No, you can't tell because I'm in front of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had moved to Cape Town, gone to UCT, and I was basically living on my own in res and stuff. And I didn't know anyone. And being an introvert, I actually didn't feel like I needed to know anyone because I'm also super 
super goth and I was even more goth back then. So, Can you imagine, guys? Yeah. I, the one day I was feeling really depressed. So I sat down in the middle of Jammy Plaza. And if you're in Cape Town, you know where Jammy Plaza is. And I just literally, during O Week, sat down in the middle of Jammy Plaza. And I asked God to send me a sign to tell me that I was doing the right thing by actually being in Cape Town. Aww. And as I looked up, I saw the shaft of sunlight, you know, when God's... God's eyes when he looks down from That's the sky. Nice and dramatic. I love yeah. I, lo I love the visuals. In any yeah. case. So yes, I saw the shaft of sunlight and it hit and like I'm being dead serious, an elf standing with the wind blowing his cape back. He had long blonde hair. What? I'm not kidding. Was this Legolas by any chance? No, no, I wish it was. It hit an elf. So I did what any normal human would do and I followed him. <laughs> and I followed him to a place called the Cape Legion of Adventures and Wargamers and I started role-playing the next day um, and I've been role-playing since and when I was at university it was so bad that I was switching between tabletop and LARPing six days a week so oh, wow yeah that was some intense role-playing and that's across all systems so D&D is actually something that I only started playing much later but yeah that's me for starting our role-playing like sometimes it's just destiny <laughs> that's that's intense i don't know my story does not live up to that kind of wow that's really cool yeah. just a quick tip guys stalking is not always a bad thing now you know <laughs> like just like you know follow your dreams follow that elf okay for me i actually got into D D for a mutual friend actually it was partially you but also a mutual friend as well yeah. so tonks he used to host like uh, board games nights and then he also was into like running campaigns and LARPing. But actually, wait, no, it's, it's you. It's definitely you. It's okay, it's when, it was what Wednesday. I, I remember now. It was Wednesday because that was after. I think the first campaign I did was a World of Darkness campaign and that was with you. Yes, and I do remember. Okay, so it was Wednesday's fault. It's all her fault. And this was years and years ago. I didn't even have a car back then. Yeah. I used to have a hitch a ride with another player, and then we would travel to your place to go play. Yeah. And I can't remember how you convinced me to join you, actually. I think you just mentioned it, and it's not like a cool idea. Like, I wouldn't say I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert to the extrovert. I'm an omnivert, depending on an the situation. Omnivert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I eat my greens, too. <laughs> but, yeah, it just sounded like a cool idea, and I'm open to anything geeky. I'll try anything once. Why not? And yeah, it's been like a gateway drug. Cause I, whatever happened, that campaign was really fun. I enjoyed it. it I've was, still got the notes for it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was actually thinking about my character a while ago. Like he, yeah, my first campaign, my first campaign, I pay, played a male character and I was really into it. I don't know. I even like, I want to get all, go all in. So I want to dress up as my character when we actually played and no one else did. I, I was like, but why aren't we good to go all out? Like I wanted to do like a bit of LARPing and also tabletop. Yeah. Cause that was the best. And yeah, that was, Sheesh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> I'm not going to say when, but a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that could be awkward. Yeah, like beyond <laughs> young warthog days. That was a long time ago. Oh, wait. Oh, you were my elf. Yeah, that's so true. Thanks, Rain. Oh, That's gasp. There's an ethereal elf all glowy and stuff. Yeah, that sounds yeah, very amazing. Yeah, for real, hey? Oh, and FJ says that you should be a GM. Just so happens. I am actually a GM. So yes. I'm currently running... Um, Three campaigns, uh, of which two are on a little bit of an hiatus. 
and the current campaign no. that I'm running. And it is called Seven Sinners and it is set in the uh, Anonami system. And it is also homebrew. I made a world for the first time ever. But Round of applause, people. Yeah, but it was because Carla just really inspired me. Mr. Faceman's like, intro, extra, multivert. I'm Switch between verts. <laughs> With my omnivert. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh. So it sounds like you get people to the dark side Wednesday. I do. It's yeah. a special talent. Yeah, like it's, not everyone can do it, but like, yeah, it's yeah. definitely your thing. Oh, we've got magic delivery from oh, another out, realm. Guys. Check it out. Nexus milkshakes. <gasps> yum, yum. Come through, guys. The milkshakes are good. Do you have a question? I do, actually. Oh, okay. I don't know, like, what would be your ideal number of people to campaign, like, have a party? Because, like, sometimes I worry that with campaigns, they have big parties. You kind of get distracted with all the people trying to do everything. You can't keep track of all their movements and all that stuff, but also... In a bigger group, like, say, eight people or seven yeah. or so people, like, everyone has an opinion, everyone has something to do. People can't pay attention while someone else is doing their, t their actions. So mm. what's your ideal number of, of people in a party? Hmm. Okay, so there are two perspectives on this. Like, as a GM, I think the ideal is four. Mm. Um, just because it allows enough interaction and enough sort of... Your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Thanks, Mr. Faceman. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Damn right. It's better than yours. Yeah. So from a GM perspective, it's full because it allows the story to grow. It allows enough character interaction. And it also gives the GM space to do the thinking while the characters are talking amongst themselves. Yeah. But as a player, also the ideal for me is four. Just because like I also like the fr my friend Dave who contacted me about the issues within his campaign group. I also feel overwhelmed when there are too many people trying to talk at the same time or do things at the same time. Yeah. I've never GM'd. I actually was thinking like maybe my, one of my New Year's resolutions should be to GM at least yeah, one campaign. I, I think I'd like to like my only concern is I'm a bit of a control freak slash like serial planner. So like I feel like. <laughs> Every campaign, you, you have to like make peace with the fact that nothing's gonna go according yeah. to plan. But I think I would like to GM. But as a player, my ideal number is like maximum five. But I like I like a small, tidy uh, campaign, like three people, three players, and one GM. I yeah. like that. That's that's comfy for me because you get cozy, you get time to get to know each other. Stuff happens, and you don't you have to pay attention to the to the gameplay mm. because your turn comes up quickly, especially in initiative. So I yeah. like that. Actually, I was thinking about something else. Yes. When it comes to being considered to the GM, going back to that topic, yeah. I think players need to be mindful of the fact that it's your job to know your character and also it's your job to keep track of what you do, like your items, your abilities, your, yeah. your skill set. Don't say like, hey, I'm going to do this, but what is that? Go like, and expect the GM to know everything. The GMs create a whole world for you if it's homebrew or they have yeah. to learn a whole new world if it's based on a system. Be considerate and learn enough about your character and your character skill sets. That's why like, sometimes I make little notes and I do little doodles so I can remember what it is I'm meant to be doing and what I can do. Yeah. And also, like, yes, being a player can be difficult. Like, sometimes you actually you're sitting in game and you don't know what to do. And that's normal because as a human, sometimes you're sitting in the traffic and you just don't know what to do. <laughs> so in that case, like for me, what I do is if... I feel like my character wouldn't be able to decide I roll dice. Really? Yes, I roll dice. So if I honestly cannot figure out what my character is going to do, then I'm going to roll die. If it's odds, it's yes. If it's evens, it's no. And oh. then I'm just like, okay, this is how I'm going to go with it. Because sometimes you just don't know and you can't figure out what the best choice to make as your character is. That does happen. It does yeah. happen. You can't know everything. You can't anticipate everything. True. Oh, wait, I misread Mr. Faceman's comment. It's like your milkshake brings all the boys to the role play, not to the yard. 
Stranger Things also says four is a good number for oh, a campaign. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. I think like when you meet people, like I don't know about your experience, when I meet yeah. people and I mention D and D, they know it through either Stranger Things or Big Bang Theory. What about you? Yeah, I get a lot of that as well. Um and it's it's a little bit odd for me because I don't I've never watched Big Bang Theory. Guys, please don't set me on fire. I'm just saying. Almost feels like it's work. Because, like, it's not, not in a bad way, but, like, we're both in a science background. Yeah, we're from both science scientists. Yeah. yeah. So, like, watching other scientists being scientists, when I, too, am a scientist being a scientist, it feels like I want to watch TV for escapism. I want to go watch, like... A bear go fight with a human being and like see stuff go down. I don't want to see another scientist being a scientist because yeah. I could do that at work. Exactly. So maybe that is part of it. Mm. But a lot of people do relate D&D to TV shows or things that they've seen on, on TV. And now obviously with Critical Role and how big mm, it's gotten, like yeah. that's been a huge help in terms of growing the role-playing community because now everybody wants to play D&D. Yeah. Sometimes people don't know what it is. Mm. Usually what happens is when people ask, we try our best to explain it. But what I usually do is I just say, no, just come and play because I'm super lazy. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to like try and explain something and it's not clear. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. One comment I really like is that um, Mr. Faceman says that everyone should GM at least once a year. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's guys. good for perspective as well, and just to learn what it's like. Yeah, yeah, and there are so many one shots out there. You can find there's a lot of free online material mm. in the um, the the guy the handbooks and the I don't know uh, what are they called system system books. I don't yeah. know what to call them. Um, there is always sort of like a one shot that you can run. True. Yeah. I don't know, guys, have fun. Yeah, I was going to say that. Have fun, <laughs> please. True. Enjoy your role-playing. Yeah, I mean, yes, even if it's like, even if your game is like really dark and really traumatic, mm. enjoy it. Um, that's what it's about. And, and try your best to play according to your character. So that's actually one thing that's very important. Player versus character knowledge. Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We just spoke. Oh, my God. That's so important, too. Like, you need yeah. to know so how to separate them. Yeah. It's like... Um, yeah, so we'll close with covering that, I yeah. think, a little bit. That's true. Okay, so do you want to go a bit deeper for a the bit last deeper. Like, three okay. minutes? <laughs> yeah, three minutes of player versus character knowledge. Yeah. So with regards to the current campaign, Nelly and I did a naughty thing and followed the Twitch stream that was on sort of like the world building. I have for no the shame, shadows. okay. So we already had an idea of what was meant to happen in the campaign. But what is really great is that both of us managed to be so aligned with our actual characters mm. that even when aforementioned thing did happen, yeah. we responded or reacted in the correct way because yeah, we were character. really shocked. It was really unexpected. I think we need to draw to a close, but I just want to say thank you to everyone in the chat. So I see we've got... Mr. Faceman got into, he's 33 now. He got into D&D when he's 12. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. That's amazing. It's and nice to start them. I, I want to start them young. That's a good yeah. idea. And That's he hasn't cool. played in years. But and apparently our panel and Dum Dum Die at Comic-Con yeah. this year got him back into it. He got really excited again. Oh, so that's thank fantastic. You. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well done on coming back into the fold. Yeah, you know, like it's like That's it's like cool. the mafia. You can't you, once we try to get out, you pull, drag you back in, guys. Every time. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. So. Are you gonna close? I suppose Do I. Carla's close. Oh my gosh, Carla, where are you? <laughs> um, so guys, uh, remember to share our. 
podcasts and our streams to your friends, family, enemies, and familiars. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope you have a week filled with adventure. Yes. yes.